0: these it.
1: are the things that start world wars
0: <laughs> Dear shandy. welcome back to dear shandy listeners hello andy hello how are you today I'm good yay q&a that's right it's i a...
1: like q&a and, and i cannot lie
0: do you want to sing it
1: i like q&a and and i cannot that no, doesn't work <laughs>
0: I like that you tried though. I would never turn you down. Oh. Yeah. Do you want to get to answering our listeners' questions? The cues? Yes. The cues to our A's? Let's do it. Okay, this first question is from A as in the letter. Dear Shandy, listening to your weekly podcasts shows me a new perspective on how to approach tough situations, so I'm hoping you can give me some insight and guidance on how to navigate this messy situation I've gotten myself into. I'm a 28-year-old female living in Denver, Colorado, and my brother, 35, has no idea I'm dating his best friend, 36. We all went on a ski trip for my brother's birthday in April of this year. This was the third time I met his friend. We'll call him Gary. (laughs) For some reason, I find that funny because when I think of Gary, I think of like my dad's friends.
1: (laughs) Gary is your dad's friend's name. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no one whose name's Gary doesn't have a a male friend who has daughters who think of him as as (laughs) a friend of their dad's.
0: Yeah, something about him being 36 and named Gary, I don't. Yeah, I'm sure there's a 36-year-old Gary out there.
1: Yeah. There's probably like a, t- a 19-year-old Gary who's like, wait a minute. Well,
0: that's the thing. Names come around, right? Become cool they again. Do. Like yeah. Olivia. Olivia was not cool, and now it's cool.
1: You know, now that I think about it, Gary may be the most uncool name right now, <laughs> which makes it the coolest name.
0: Wait, I think you're right. It's yeah. coming back. It's what? officially recycled. No,
1: no, I don't think it is. I think it's gone. Which makes me want to name our son, Gary. Our son. (laughs) Yes.
0: I expressed interest in him to my brother, and he told me explicitly not to pursue anything with Gary because he didn't want it to ruin his friendship with him. We were all in a group text, so Gary had my number, and we casually flirted throughout the weekend. After getting home from the trip, we texted periodically and began hanging out behind my brother's back. This is when I wish I would have just come clean to my brother. However, it's been five months now and I'm completely falling in love with Gary and I don't know how to tell my brother. The ship for honesty and transparency has long passed. In case you're wondering, Gary had no problem telling my brother at the time. It was my choice to keep it a secret. I truly see a future with Gary. He's attractive, genuine, funny, mature, and so sweet. I've always felt like I'm just the little sister in my brother's eyes and we've never had the closest relationship. Up until I moved to the same city as him last year, it's very important to me that I keep building this relationship with him, and I'm scared this is all going to ruin it. Should I just break things off with Gary to preserve it? If you think I should come clean, how in the world do I go about it? I feel like I've dug myself into this deep hole, and there's no easy way out. Thanks in advance for all your wisdom and non-judgmental take on things. A.
1: Eh? She's forcing us to be non-judgmental. <laughs>
0: Yeah, thanks in advance for not judging. But we would never judge this, though. No, none of those. No, I think this is a cute problem, honestly. (laughs) Andy's speechless, eh? Are you speechless with just, it's so obvious? It's so obvious.
1: Yeah. She has to tell him.
0: Yeah. I think it was almost a rhetorical question. It's like, should I end things with Gary to preserve the relationship with my brother? Give me a break.
1: I don't even think the question is whether she should tell him or not. The question is, how should she tell him? I think that's what she's asking. Yeah, that is what she's asking. Yeah. Yeah. And the way she should tell him, honestly, I think might be uh, a three-way. Might be the three, not not (laughs) (laughs) always a three-way. That solves all problems. No, but I mean, just to sit down, you know, and and, and hash it out and say, look, these are the ground rules. We're, we're sorry we didn't tell you. And, and we don't want this to jeopardize the friendship. Mm. And we're going to be very careful about that. And don't worry. And we appreciate your understanding, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Mm. So you think that she and Gary. Yes. <laughs> Gary. What a name. Right. You think that A and Gary should together, united front, tell the brother. Yes. So you don't think she should tell the brother alone.
1: No, I think it should be a united front so the brother can see there's no disconnect between the message. Mm-mm. So that they're on the same page and they both care about him and they're both respecting him and they're both going to be in this together. So there's not like she has one version and he has another version. He's worried that they're not going to.
0: No, I agree. I actually, at first I was thinking that she should tell the brother alone, but I think you're right because he's also friends with Gary. Yeah. Like so close that he didn't want anything to jeopardize their friendship. I don't want to look at this through too negative a light. I kind of, I, I, I do don't love that she's trying to rebuild this relationship with her brother she's finally in the same city it feels like she's like wants her brother to be friends with her and he's kind of like uh that's maybe that's her perspective on it and maybe she's totally wrong but i wish i didn't agree so wholeheartedly that i think gary being there would help solidify and have him take the message more seriously
1: yeah i agree and he'd also feel more comforted Mm. that this is like a team effort yeah, you know what I mean. He wants to know that Gary is as committed to preserving the friendship as his sister is.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right.
1: I I almost think it should be like it should be like one of those like like cheesy like rom coms where they're all they all go like bungee jumping or something. Yeah. And they're all standing on the platform. Yeah. And right before the guy's about to push them off. Yeah. He's like, I'm dating your sister. <laughs> I can
0: actually totally see that. That is such a 90s rom-com.
1: Yeah. That's, that's like
0: it. 10 Things I Hate About You era.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, which is
0: such a good movie, by the way.
1: It's uh, I never saw it. But I know the movie. I know what it's all about. <laughs>
0: Keith Ledger.
1: Uh. Oh, sad.
0: Okay, so our advice, I think, is pretty clear.
1: Yeah, group meeting. Yeah. I
0: do think it would add credibility to have them there together and like i said i wish that weren't the case i wish it would be enough for a to just tell her brother alone but just based on the vibe i'm getting about the brother i think having gary there would make this like he would be like oh okay
1: and i do believe i know i made the joke but i do believe they should do something fun where it's just like oh you know we're treating you to this nice thing it's like a shit sandwich and i think it should start off with an apology Mm. I think that's very important. A, a, a that's dual where the, apology is
0: that part of the bullshit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the sandwich. There's
1: like a, there's actually a shit sandwich inside a shit sandwich. Oh. It's like a triple decker. Okay, so sandwich. fun activity, apology, fun activity, sit down cocktail or meal, um, apology explanation and then something nice to end the evening yeah
0: it should be i'm sorry for going against what you said because let's remember like if you put yourself in the brother's shoes that is a little annoying
1: it is oh there's no question they did something that wasn't right and the thing they did that wasn't right was not tell him Mm. not engage in it, it was love is love it just happens there's nothing you can do about it yeah they should have told him yeah that was the mistake they let it sit too long. <laughs> okay. But now that it's done, I think that he's going to be understanding. And I'll be honest with you, if he's not understanding. There's something weird going on. There's something more going on with him. Yeah. And 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 that's another issue. That's the next dear Shandy question you're writing in about.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, A, good luck. I don't particularly think she needs it. No. I just, I hope the brother is cool.
1: He's going to be understanding. Yeah. They're going to have a laugh about it.
0: <laughs> All right. This next question is from M, as in the letter. <laughs> Maybe we can eventually spell a word. (laughs) Dear Shandy, first off, I love your show and listen to every episode. My favorites are the Q&As. Yay. Thank you, M. Thank you. I have a quandary. I've been with my boyfriend for almost four years. He is 35 and I am 34. When we started dating I was very open that I wanted to move out of state someday. It's been a little bit of an obsession of mine. I've lived my whole life in the greater Seattle area as has he and I was about to finally move away right before we met but I ended up staying because I thought our relationship had potential. I'd had a long run of awful online dates so I could spot a keeper when I met one. And I was right. He is the kindest, most wonderful, respectful, communicative man I've ever met and he makes me laugh every day. The problem is he doesn't want to move. The longer we've been together, the bigger the wedge it drives between us. He is a more rational person in life and doesn't see why we would both pick up and leave our friends, family, although family is complicated for us both, jobs and support structures for the unknown. I, on the other hand, am more of a dreamer. I grew up traveling and have always felt a bit embarrassed that I've lived in the same state and within hours of my home city for my whole life. I feel like I'm missing out on the important experience of moving away from home. I long for another chapter of my life elsewhere and think it could be worth the risk. And it also feels like this is my last chance since I do hope to have kids someday. Recently, we got into a big argument about it. He said he could be happy staying in the Seattle area till he dies and asked me if I could be okay with that. He is open to annual travel to appease my travel bug, but I don't know if that would be enough. I want to be with him. And apart from this, we connect on all the things that matter but i'm worried that if i say yes and live here forever i'll resent him for not being open to change or to my dreams am i being selfish shandy am i going to lose out on happiness and love by getting caught up in the grass being greener in another state please help yours m it's hmm. a tough one
1: it's a tough one i need a little more information mm. for me if there's nothing holding the guy in seattle yeah Some real... Well, family, friends. A family, a sick family... Yeah, um, oh,
0: something, oh, I see what you you're know, saying. Some
1: financial issue with mm-hmm. something, some housing situation. If there's nothing logistically really complicated. Yeah, and pressing. And like like you are making a good
0: point, like sick family. Yeah. is She says family, although family is complicated for us both. You're right. You're, you're touching on something interesting there. It goes beyond just your social circle and your job. It's like, is there something that like an extenuating circumstance that means that he has to be there now. Get to the rest of your point. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah.
1: And, you know, that could include like a really tight and local group of friends that he couldn't live without. Yeah. it's, It's that's that's a reasonable excuse. But I'm saying if those don't exist, there's really no reason if he's not committed to this relationship that he wouldn't be willing to give it a shot. It means so much to her. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And who knows? It's not like he's, uh, it's a pure sacrifice. It's not like she's asking him to, you know, to, to get a tattoo on his face. Like she wants to have a husband (laughs) with a tattoo on his face. I feel
0: like whenever we end up talking about this moving subject, the idea of moving, remember we had Hannah on who was hesitant to move half an hour away. And we were like, ah, that idea of it being so permanent, they could come back in a year.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yes. It's not a permanent thing. Yes. Which is and that's why she I used the know. face tattoo. <laughs> there was a reason.
0: Apparently, you can get tattoos removed pretty well these days.
1: You try getting a tattoo removed on your face. That see would how hurt that goes. so bad. Yeah. Oof. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> but anyway, go on.
1: Yeah. You think Mike Tyson hasn't thought about it a couple <laughs> times? He's like, wow, I was real crazy when I got I there. I don't know.
0: I feel like the kind of person that gets a face tattoo in the first place is really not in touch with the idea of regret.
1: Yeah. Eventually, everyone gets in touch with regret. You think so? Yeah, it's like a long-lost friend that visits you later in life. (laughs) No one escapes that. But my point is is that you can reverse a move. Mm. They have nothing holding them in Seattle, as far as I know.
0: Mm. So, as as far as I know, do you think that she should consider moving on her own and then making this long distance?
1: I don't think so. It sounds like they have a really good relationship.
0: Yeah, I... The first time I read this, I was like, God, move, like move already. Like she should move. She's 34. It's not going to be easier. She says she wants kids. It's not going to be easier when you have kids. It's not going to be easier when you're in your forties or your fifties. Maybe when you have kids and they go off to college, it'll be easier. But I think that this is something that will haunt her. She's been in this relationship for five years and put a lid on that desire because of this relationship and the relationship is what she thought it would be, but I think that he should respect her wishes a bit more.
1: I agree. Again, if there's no extenuating circumstances, which forced him to some degree to be in Seattle. I will say this. There is a middle option. And I might do this if I was in her situation out of frustration. She could take basically a sabbatical. She Mm -hmm. could be like, look, I get it. You don't want to come. I'm going to go. I need to get this out of my system. I'm going to go for whatever, three, six months to this place that I want to go to, and that's it. If you want to come join me at some point, that's great. If you don't, then I'll probably come back and we'll be fine, or we'll be long distance for quite some time, and that's just the way it's going to be. I think what that will do, if the relationship really is strong, Mm -hmm. will eventually drag him to wherever she is. Or, or she won't like it. Yes, and then everybody wins.
0: Yeah, or she won't like it because she's alone. She's lonely. Which or she is a won't very... like
1: it because she actually doesn't like it there.
0: Yeah, that's possible. But I, I, the only reason I have a little hesitancy around that, even though I think that is the best solution for given their situation, is that when you are tethered to something back in your real home, you know what I mean? This is a temporary thing. You will just feel like connected to that and you'll be missing it.
1: Yeah. You won't fully embrace.
0: Yeah. I just say that as someone who has lived in a few places and was always sort of tethered to whatever relationship I was in that wasn't with me there. Like I actually think it prevented me a little bit from being able to really immerse myself in this new country or city or whatever that I was in.
1: Right. It's like going, it's like trying to go spend a day, you know, in the park or go see a movie or something. And you have like a newborn puppy at home, who you know is going to shit everywhere.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You can only enjoy it so much. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that that's the best solution. like she could get an Airbnb or something like a sort of semi long-term situation. Basically be like, I I'm doing this. I want to do this. You can join me or not.
1: It's a trial run.
0: Yeah. But I, you, know, you What you touched on in initially, if there's nothing extreme holding him there, why is it all on her to compromise, uh, just as she has been for the last five years?
1: He's averse to change.
0: Which many, many men are. Yes. I mean, not just men. A lot of people are. No,
1: I, I can attest to that. Yeah. I'm averse to change as well. Yeah. But all the big changes you've convinced me to make, I've been happy about. And I think in the end, I really think that he will be happy if he if he pulls off the Band-Aid and makes this move. And not only will he be happy, but she'll be happy, and they as a unit will be happy. Mm. She will appreciate what he's done. He will probably be like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Yeah. And they as a unit will have this to, to glue them more. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, that's so nice, Andy. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, but it's true. I feel like there are parallels with our relationship in this. Like, I, no. I think that I've caused you to see a lot more of the world than you would have seen, honestly. And I think that you are even more willing to move one day, yeah. not yet, but one day than you would have been if you had never met me. Yeah. And I think that that in and of itself, though, shows a bit of compromise. Yeah, I agree. You know, I that, I'm, I, I want to make sure that he's in this as much as she is. Well,
1: that's the thing I was going to say. It will. I don't want this is not a test. That's not fair. But I will say that if he does commit to moving with her, it shows his commitment to her.
0: Yes. It's, it's
1: a testament to the relationship.
0: Yes. It's about the relationship yeah. being the queen bee. The queen yeah. bee.
1: And it's not, a, it's not a manufactured test. It's not like she's like, let's see if he'll move with me. That'll really show <laughs> he likes me. <laughs> it's not that she really seems been wanting to do this for years.
0: Yes. And has been very vocal about it.
1: He should do it.
0: At least for a short term.
1: And, and I'll tell you something, you're right, or, or we're right. I don't remember who was right. We're, we're both we right. We could both be wrong or right. <laughs> but she should, at the very least, if he refuses and digs his heels in, threaten is not the word I want to use, but it's kind of what I'm suggesting, Threaten leaving, be like I'm going to go myself. Not threaten, like well, I'm going to go myself. Yeah. Then no, be like well, really tenderly, be like, listen, I I really need to do this, and I and I love you, and you know, we'll we'll be fine, but I just need to go and do this, and yeah, I know not you'll not understand. threatening the relationship, just no, like, I'm if anything, go. be really gentle about it. Yeah, but it really is kind of a threat. <laughs> Those are the best kind.
0: I like how you said tenderly. Tenderly, what a good word. I haven't yeah. heard that in a while. There was a word I heard the other day that I was like, oh. What a good word. What word was that?
1: Oh, I remember. What was it? Bamboozled?
0: No, it was something more discreet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's going to drive me crazy. It was on Colbert.
1: I remember the word that you heard and you said, oh, that's such a great word. And I was like, it's oh, not that great.
0: <laughs> okay. I, won't, so waste it's any- not worth I won't waste any more yeah, time yeah, yeah. thinking think about we're it. Good. Okay. So tenderly say, I'm doing this. You can choose to join me. With or without you. It's a lifelong dream of mine. I want to have lived somewhere else for a while. I think she's within her right. Yeah. You know, ultimately, this will be a test to their relationship, whether they like it or not.
1: I agree. I think to encapsulate our advice, just to make sure she understands where we are, she Should make this move, yes, with or without him soon. That's our advice,
0: all right. M. Good luck. I feel like M. does need luck.
1: There is a little luck here,
0: yeah, because you know she should pick where she goes and how long she goes for and how she approaches this with him. Although, I really think that she should not have to tiptoe too much.
1: The luckiest part is going to be will she like the place or not,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, and in
1: some ways. You could say that good luck would be if she didn't like it. She had a miserable time.
0: Oh, I fully stand by that. I feel like I've made this comparison before, yeah. but if I see a dress in a window and let's say it's out of my price range and I'm like, oh shit, I want that dress, but it's too expensive. And I could spend the next six months to a year like tracking the price and hoping it goes, it's like 70% off or whatever. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll go in, just try on the dress, realize that it doesn't even look good on me. And then I'm like, I don't think about it for another second.
1: Yeah, that's a good analogy, except for the fact that trying on a dress is a little easier than going (laughs) to another state to live. But uh, I get the point. Well well put. I would like to just give another example, not an analogy, but historical example. I myself... Was Jonesing to experience living in California for years. Mm. After I graduated college, I was just like, I want to live in California. I really this California. Oh my god, I can't so even great.
0: imagine you feeling that I way. I know.
1: <laughs> Me? What happened? I was young. I was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but I I moved to California and the one thing that I've learned more than anything else in my life is that I never want to live in California.
0: Mm. there's a so- valuable lesson. That lesson is worth all the effort. That's me in Germany, by the way. That's fully. You were probably
1: all romantic about Germany. You're like, oh, Germany, it's be so. Like so foreign and so uh so German. Foreign. I'm trying to think of good things about German, and I'm just like, there's good things about German. I mean, Germany is great. Yeah, you know, no, culture, it was. But mo- there's also some bad. It things. was
0: more so like the singing career and what I was willing to sacrifice. Like I was like, yeah, I'll move across the ocean. I'll yeah. go to this and uh, and a
1: good part of a continent. Yeah, it's an ocean and a continent. <laughs> Germany deep in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was willing to do all that. And it made me realize that I was not willing to sacrifice that much for yeah. my singing career. There
1: you go. So, but you had to do it to know that.
0: Yes. And that was, you know, a costly lesson in a way. But at the same time, as a singer, I know many singers well into their 30s and even 40s who are still like, oh, I never gave Germany a shot. Yeah. I'm so happy I learned that lesson in my 20s. So I guess, M, this is our way of saying, rip off the band-aid. do the thing, do the thing. Do the thing. Because even if you hate it, it's still worth it.
1: You win either way.
0: Yes. All right. And so does
1: he. Maybe.
0: (laughs) Good luck. All right. This next question is from H as in the letter.
1: I don't think we've ever had an H. (laughs) As opposed to H, someone named H, like A-S-C-H. Is that how you spell H?
0: It would be A-Y-C-H.
1: H. H. No, it would be
0: maybe A-I-T-S-C-H.
1: H. You're right. It would be like, it would be like Deitch, which I think is a German name. Deitch. Deitch? Deitch. I think it's like a Dutch name, Deitch. Well, it sounds Dutch. That's why I said that. Oh. It's probably not a Dutch name. But it would be spelled like that? Yeah. It's like Deitch without the D. H.
0: Okay. (laughs) I was thinking more that we had an A, an M, and an H, and I'm trying to turn it into a word. You're you're right. Ham. Let's get to the question. Dear Shandy, I've been a listener since episode one. Thank you for all your hilarious and thoughtful insights. Thank you, H. Oh,
1: episode one. OG
0: Shandy. I would so appreciate your perspective on an issue with my in-laws that, while relatively minor, has filled me with an inordinate amount of rage. The issue being that my 18 year old brother-in-law used the name I wanted to use for a future baby for his new puppy. <gasps> My husband and I, both 30, have been married for two years, together for 10 years. And to be clear, we don't have any children, and I'm not pregnant. So, on one hand, I'm fully aware how silly this issue is. We've talked about kids, of course. We both want one child, and we're hoping to have a baby around next year ish. So, a kid is in the near future, but it's not a reality at this point. I'm just one of those people who likes to think about baby names. A few years ago, when my husband and I had one of our first serious conversations about kids, He mentioned this name and I fell in love with it. For the past few years, when I've thought about our future kid, I've thought about this specific name. A few weeks ago, the topic of baby names came up with my mother-in-law, father-in-law, and brother-in-law. Relevant note, we live about 15 minutes away from them and see them weekly. I mentioned a few names I liked, including the name... And I told them that the name was our favorite slash my husband's pick. A few weeks later, my brother-in-law happened to get a puppy. And when I asked him what its name was over text, he responded, you're going to hate me for the name dot, dot, dot with a laughing emoji. And then told me that it was, of course, the name. (laughs) Do you want to say something or should I get to the end?
1: I'm a little speechless.
0: Me too. Okay. I'll get to the end. I recognize that my brother-in-law is 18 and thus a dumbass. I didn't respond to his text and I didn't see them for two weeks after that. My in-laws as a whole are very non-confrontational as am I. So the next time I saw them, no one mentioned it. And we just have not talked about it. When my husband initially found out about the name, he was irritated, but not as rage-filled as me. I cried. He told me that he understands my feelings and supports me, but he doesn't want to talk to his family about it because he doesn't think they'll see what the big deal is. I think that if I tried to talk to them about it, they would get defensive and put the blame on me for overreacting about a dog's name. The best solution is probably just to move on and move forward, but it just makes me so mad. My question is actually less about what I should do about the in-law situation, though I would still very much welcome any insights on this front, and more about my husband. It's only been a few weeks since the naming fiasco, but I feel unreasonably resentful towards him for not standing up for me to his family. I agree with his read on the situation. I don't think his family would respond well to any sort of conversation, and I did feel like he was being understanding and supportive of me in our conversations about it. I also think that, in his mind, the conversation... is done whereas I'm definitely still holding on to anger even though I see his side of things I still feel like he swept this under the rug and didn't stand up for me because he didn't want to have to deal with his family how do I stop feeling resentful towards him for taking what was probably a mature sound approach and how do I let go of my anger toward my in-laws over something that is in the grand scheme of things not that big a deal your advice is greatly appreciated sincerely H. P.S. Send new baby names. Shandy, perhaps?
1: Gertrude. <laughs> okay.
0: Speaking of names that come back right? around. Yeah, Wait, coming. no, I don't know. Would Do you think Gertrude will ever oh, come absolutely.
1: back? Oh, absolutely. Ruth came back.
0: Oh. Ruth was,
1: when I was like, in like high school, college, Ruth was like ridiculous. No one would be named Ruth. Yeah. Now it's like a hot girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> they all come back. So
0: I, I mean, I feel like Gertrude, if one cannot come back, Gertrude is one of them.
1: Gertrude. It's coming. Trust me, there's going to be a supermodel in 10 years named Gertrude. <laughs> Watch. Okay. okay, so I have a proverbial piece of advice for her. Okay, Take this, dig a hole in the backyard, bury it, and pat it down nice.
0: Wait, okay, so get over it is what you're saying. Is what you're saying get over it?
1: It's a bone analogy for a dog.
0: Yeah, but what what are you saying? I don't understand. I'm
1: saying it's got to be put away.
0: Really? Oh, I have such a different take than you on this. That's okay. I like having a different take than you. Well,
1: I that's, that's my conclusion. Yeah. I, I will say this. The brother-in-law... Sucks. He sucks.
0: He sucks so but, bad. And she's right. He's 18 and thus a dumbass. But holy shit, that is such a shitty thing to do. Uh, I, was, I have a lot of expletives coming out of my mouth right now. I
1: was torn between thinking this guy's the biggest asshole in the world, and also possibly a comic genius. And I and I settled on biggest asshole for, for how a could that be a comic? For a second, genius? I thought he's just he respects comedy so much that he's willing to sacrifice so much pain. To, for what? How for is it joke. even funny? It's, it's not, not funny. But that's the thing. I say, is it funny?
0: It's funny to maybe an eighteen-year-old boy.
1: You know when it's funny? You know it's funny in a movie. It's fun if it was a movie. If it was like a. a, a a Ben Stiller movie. Yes, it would totally, be funny. Yes, yeah, like a Meet the Fockers kind of you know yeah. ongoing joke.
0: Totally, that's where this would yeah. live.
1: It's not funny in real life. Mm-hmm. And once I came to terms with the fact that it wasn't a funny joke, at yeah. first I was like, "Wow, I have mad respect. This is like he's sacrificing so much for the joke. His commitment to comedy is tremendous." <laughs> but it's not that he's just an asshole.
0: Yeah, well, I don't understand how you thought it was funny.
1: I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's such a bold move. It's, it's so crazy.
0: It's unbelievable. And then how he just sort of tells her with a laughing emoji, like, you're going to hate this. So he knows it's not going to land well. He's aware that he he is basically acknowledging that he got the idea of the name from her. This, by the way, not to bring it back to a Sex and the City episode.
1: <laughs> oh, dear.
0: But there is a Sex and the City episode about this. Do you know? the one no. where Charlotte has a baby name and she's always had it she's had it for like 10 years in, her, in the back of her mind and she told like an old friend about it back in the day and then they go visit this friend who lives now upstate or she she lives in the suburbs somewhere and they go visit her for a baby shower and they're like oh what are you going to name your baby and she reveals that it's the same name so she stole Charlotte's baby name. Oh, right, I remember this. And I just think it's a, such a shitty thing to do and I think one of the reasons why I'm reacting so big to this is because I have thought about baby names before, and I know that for me to really come to love a name enough to name my child that, it would be really hard to find that. And therefore, it's just such a slap in the face not only to steal it, but to steal it for a puppy. It's a puppy. The puppy can be renamed.
1: Oh, I don't know. I think it might be too late to rename the puppy.
0: You could give it a name that sounds similar. The
1: puppy's not getting renamed. Why not? not on the table. No, that's just ridiculous.
0: The puppy it, is young enough. It could. The name could be, in, just give it a name that rhymes with it. My dog growing up was named Avery. And let me tell you, whenever we would go like, Avery, she'd be like. But if we said something that sounded like Avery, she'd be like. If we said it the same way, you can rename the puppy.
1: I but, don't think it's come to that. If he, if her husband named a puppy he got, the name. Yeah. This is a different conversation. So you think it's, it's not a big brother deal- brother-in-law. So you
0: think it's not a big deal if they name their eventual child the same name as the puppy? No.
1: This is a joke. This actually, in the end- might be more value than it cost. It <laughs> might end up that the 18-year-old might be a genius. This might be the funniest thing they have running in Wait, their so life. Wait, so what
0: you're saying is it's funny if they end up having a kid and they do name the kid the yeah, same Yeah, it's age. a
1: story that they could tell over and over and over again. Every time they meet new friends, they're like, oh, well, actually, and everyone's like, ha, <laughs> ha, Yeah, but then
0: it seems like they named their kid after a dog.
1: No, the dog was named... No, that's why they tell the story. Oh. You tell the story and they're was like, oh, I get it. Oh, this is a funny story. I've been entertained for 20 minutes. And up until this point, I really didn't enjoy your company. That's what the good story is for.
0: I feel like we're already coming at this from like men's and, and women's perspectives. Because like you're seeing it as this funny story, but I'm like... No matter what, the dog was named that first. It just doesn't, you know, it has to be accompanied by the story to be funny.
1: You got to think about the distance. Like, this is her brother-in-law. It's not her Who's, husband. Who lives
0: 15 minutes okay. away. It's but not, there's, there's not probably a
1: close friend. There could be a close friend that accidentally named his dog the same name. And then, <laughs> you know, he lives 15 minutes away and they see that. This is not the end of the world. Oh. They don't have to deal with this every day. Mm. It's going to be a funny story that, as I said, they can retell at dinner parties and wherever. Mm. It'll be funny. And the brother's an idiot. He's an 18-year-old schmuck. What are you going to do? What is what is this, going to break their marriage up? No, because this stupid no, kid well, okay, named his dog well, the same so, name? Okay,
0: so on that note, her question was less about... You know, she, I feel like, was convinced that it's not a big deal. And I don't want to make it sound like she's that they're wrong. Like, OK, you're right. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. All I'm saying, H, is that I would also be extremely upset about this. So I think it's clear from my this reaction. This is a thing
1: you would be upset about. yeah. Oh, and I, we would get into a fight about this oh, because I'm, I wouldn't be that upset about it.
0: Oh, my God. If someone did this to me, like, I wouldn't like it would be a fight. I like would be, be shocked.
1: Fight. I would be shocked and dismayed, but I would get over it pretty quickly because I knew that at the very worst, it would be kind of a funny thing down mm. the road.
0: Well, I think that I'm generally not that confrontational, but something like this, I would, I would like.
1: Well, then the this, sleeves this is, would be
0: getting rolled up for this. This
1: is a classic situation. I disagree. I would want to bury this, like I said up top. I said bury it like the dog buries a bone in the backyard. Just, <laughs> just let it go. This is not big enough to cause waves in the relationship. I don't think the husband has any more duty to this than to have said to the brother-in-law, like, you know, that's not really cool. And, you know, what what the hell? And that's it. He doesn't have to keep addressing it with the brother. This is not an ongoing thing. It happened. It's stupid. The brother may have some issues to work through. That's a separate story. Let it go. I'm firm on this. It's funny and it's stupid. And he's a dick. But this needs to be buried.
0: Yeah, but it's forcing you to be the bigger person. No, you're not
1: that big how is it that big
0: yes it's so so much he's been so small and then it's forcing you by not even confronting him about it to be so much bigger look i get the argument that you shouldn't get down in the mud like i get that it's just i don't know i would react exactly the way h reacted and even to the point where she's like i'm she's pissed at her husband for not even mentioning it You know, and he he downplayed it. He was like, it's not a big deal. And she's like, "Okay, it's not a big deal, but I'm still miffed. Like, I have to admit, if I'm I'm trying to apply it. You don't have an 18 year old brother. You don't have a brother. I'm trying to apply it to the same
1: set of circumstances. I've done that in my head.
0: Yeah. If you didn't approach them in like a, a fairly confrontational way, I would be very angry at you. Because it's on you. I feel like he is the spokesperson for their relationship to her in-laws, to his family. She can't do it alone. And he's downplaying. I I guess the problem is I'm trying to argue with you on like how small or big a deal it is, but you don't think it's a big deal and neither does he. So I'm like wasting my breath, I guess.
1: I think it's a deal. I don't. I'm not dismissing this. Like yeah. it's nothing. I was speechless when he when you told me that. Yeah. When you said the question. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Who does that? Who does that? The kid is an
0: asshole. It's so mean. That's like to me. That's mean. It's deeply he's mean. He's a dick. It's he is such a dick. dick
1: move to do that. My concern is that that's a precursor to some bigger, more dangerous things he's going to do in his life. This guy <laughs> might be a total psychopath. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if at 18 he's doing that What's yeah, he doing behind closed doors that people don't know about <laughs> Well,
1: that's what I'm saying Is you, This is where you see those news stories Where the guy, you know, he kills like 15 people And they're like, <laughs> you know, what was what was he like? He's like, oh, always very quiet <laughs> Named his dog after the name that his uh, sister-in-law Was going to name her firstborn son But oh, always quiet Respectful young boy Okay, Very okay. surprised
0: Okay, so what, what were you getting at?
1: My point is, is that This is a dick move. The kid has issues, Mm -hmm. or he's a genius comedian. I can't tell. I don't think he's smart. I I think he's a dick. And I think that this is something that is best used as... Fodder for funny stories in the future. It should not cause friction in their marriage. The problem is, you're dealing with a lot of of issues here. One is, this is not that big a deal. I refuse to say this is a huge deal. It's one kid making a stupid move. You don't have to deal with it on a daily basis. It's just going to be this kind of thing that becomes a funny story over time. I don't think it's that heavy. But what it could do is cause a rift. With her and her husband, mm-hmm. and it could cause a rift with her and her in laws. It could co- it could spiral into a, something that breaks up this whole family relationship. That's absurd. It can't get to that point. So she has to swallow it and let it go. Her husband put in a little effort. He he clearly showed that he was dismayed. That's enough. It's over. He could bring it up again and be like, "Dude, he you're never a brought dick. it.
0: He didn't bring it up at all.
1: He didn't bring it up with the, with the brother in law at all." <laughs>
0: So, yeah, no one mentioned it. When my husband initially found out about it, he was irritated, but he wasn't as upset as her. He told me he understands my feelings and supports me, but he doesn't want to talk to his family about it because he doesn't think they'll see what a big deal it is. So, yeah, it was never mentioned.
1: I think maybe there's some communication issues in this family.
0: Okay, so touching on that, I think what gets me is how when people are non-confrontational, that gets them out of confrontation. Like, this is something that I think should be confronted. This is, she. they want to have a baby one day. They've been together for 10 years. This is something they've discussed. It was one of the first conversations and he said the name. She was like, that's the name. Like, there's something really special about that. And they're going to have their kid. It's, a, it's their child. It's not something like, oh, I... I wanted to wear that wedding dress and someone wore that wedding dress on their day. You know, it's like, that's something more superficial. This is their child, the, the, what they will name their child.
1: Yeah, but think I do I know, about,
0: I'm really bothered by think this. Think about it
1: from the child's perspective. I gotta be honest. If I was like a two or three year old and I met a family dog that had my name, I'd be pretty psyched. <laughs>
0: I love that that's your takeaway. I guess what gets me is that he's not confrontational. He comes from a family that's not confrontational. They're all so non-confrontational, yet the brother-in-law did something extremely confrontational that deserves to be met with confrontation.
1: You know what I would compare this to? I would compare this to walking down the street and there's some scary, crazy person, clearly crazy, Mm. lunatic in the street, and they come up to you and they insult your wife or they insult you or they scream at you or they tell you you're a piece of shit. What do you do in that situation? Do you say, oh, yeah? (laughs) Well, I'll show you. No, you so look you're down, tra- you, you you say, okay. no, thank so you. And you calmly walk okay, forward. Okay,
0: so you're treating the 18-year-old brother-in-law as someone mentally unstable no, in the street?
1: No, no, I'm not saying, no, that's not a direct correlation. I'm saying it's a situation where, yes, your instinct is to be like, who the hell do you think you are? But the rational move is to not let something like that build into a much bigger problem with you suddenly having a dangerous okay. fist okay, fight so- with a crazy person <laughs> in the street who might have a what knife. By the way, the thing that I always worry about in those situations, it's not actually getting stabbed, but getting stabbed with a knife that's so dirty. <laughs> that's how great that's my OCD. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I'm but, just thinking,
1: like, what if he stabs? Yeah, where has that knife, knife been? That's a <laughs> thing. Like, I'll take a knife I, and a stabbing of you know, like a, a shallow stab, but I'll take one. But I'm not taking one with a dirty knife.
0: <laughs> you need it to be valerian steel. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's got it to be a a coming out cut. of a sheath,
1: like, <laughs> Shining and glimmering.
0: Recently disinfected. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like I'm spending too much time thinking about the rage that I relate to, H, heavily. I think that's clear. And I agree. It shouldn't be turned into a bigger problem than it is with the husband. But I still think something should be said because I think it's the right thing to do. I agree
1: with you. At the next meeting, he should be like, dude, you're a dick. That was a dick move. What's wrong with you? And that's it. See what happens. Maybe the brother's like, oh, I feel really bad. I'll, I'll change his name. And if he doesn't, oh God, that, forget no, it. that kid is not a No, doing that kid's it. a yeah. dick. But I think the husband, okay. Uh, th- and I didn't mention this because I had thought, I misunderstood. I thought maybe he did say something when he said he was irritated. It doesn't sound like he said anything he didn't because say he was anything.
0: like, well, he downplayed it and was like, my family won't understand why it's such a big deal. Th- that, what bothers me about that is that who cares if they don't understand why it's a big deal? It's a big deal to her, his wife.
1: Uh, uh, for that reason, for that reason, I am amending my overall (laughs) recommendation. One caveat, the next time they see them, he should very vocally and in no uncertain terms, not like, oh, we have to talk. No, just be like, dude, what was up with naming your dog? You know, whatever the name is. Like, the that's name? a dick move. What's wrong with you? I love that she you? didn't
0: even reveal the name. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe <laughs> it it's not adds- a great name. Maybe maybe the brother-in-law saved her naming her kid a shitty well, name. Well,
0: apparently it was a good enough name for him to name his puppy, even though there's a million names. You can name your puppy Pickle.
1: And by the way, a puppy's name is rarely a human name. It's, it's it's It must be a very interesting he name. He went
0: out of his way to do something really, really... I, I maintain mean. This is a mean thing to then have that's done. that's why...
1: That's what it deserves. It deserves the equal level of meanness. It deserves his brother, her husband. Yeah. Next time he says, it be like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's wrong with
0: you? Or, honestly, H, I know that you want to pick your battles here. To me, this is a battle worth picking. Uh. I... I uh, it's not. Oh, I think it is. What bothers me is like, I feel like she's been silenced. I feel like, oh, she's been told that this isn't a big deal. And I beg to differ. And look, even if you don't think it's a big deal, that doesn't mean that it can't be a big deal to me. I don't like how she's being kind of like convinced that this is not a big deal what? and that she's overreacting.
1: Okay. But, but this is like riding a roller coaster. This uh-huh. is going to be a really, okay. I'm really comfortable. <laughs> rugged analogy. Okay, okay. Okay. Comfortable. Stick with me here. So a roller coaster simulates a very scary death defying experience, but you know it's safe. Yes. So that's why it's fun. You're like, I'm going to experience death, but I know I'm not going to die.
0: Increasingly not that safe. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you actually
1: (laughs) will experience death, but we don't want to talk about that. So I am experiencing that in this conversation because I can feel the kind of discomfort and and just misery i would be going through if i was in his position and you were <laughs> h and this is a thrill ride for me because i can now talk freely knowing that it's not your problem oh my god you're like in a dream i can still experience the pain and suffering of having to go through this situation you're lucid from his dreaming perspective
0: lucid dreaming yeah Right or, or a roller coaster, Okay, whatever, I prefer yeah, yeah. you let me stick okay, with the original sorry. analogy. <laughs> sorry.
1: Yeah, this is a throw. This is an amusement park ride. It's like, come on up. Step right up and experience what it would be like to be the husband of a woman who has a name for her son and then her brother-in-law names the dog. The dog is named the name of the woman who you're married to and you have to deal with it. Step right up. Come one. Come all. Two bits.
0: How like, much does that ride cost?
1: Two bits. I just said.
0: What? What? What's bits?
1: Two bits is a quarter. That's an old, old timey term for a quarter. Oh. This is an old timey ride. Oh. You couldn't get away with a ride now. Like this. <laughs> they were bored back then. Okay,
0: so question: What, what choice do you make on that ride? Now, so you get to live vicariously through H's story. Already, I am H. You are the husband. I've
1: already. I've. Oh, if I want to have a real thrill yeah. ride, I'm just like, bitch, get over it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay, because that's how you truly feel
1: Oh, You really agree with the husband Oh, I would just let her rip Uh, Who gives a shit? It's a dog (laughs) It's funny in the end He's not funny, he's a dick I stand by that I'm not not just saying that to humor you Remember, I'm on the ride I can have as thrilling a ride as I want (laughs) I think he's a dick, to be perfectly honest He's a dick, and he may have issues He may have issues, but This is a semi-victimless crime. I know that you're upset about it. I know that you, the woman, is upset about this. because I can
0: tell. Okay, so. you're
1: more upset that I'm not upset. That's what you're really upset about. Really, in the end, in three months, you'll get over, you'll be like, this is kind of funny. I'll tell my girlfriends, and they'll be like, oh, my God, but that's pretty funny. It's a funny story.
0: It's not that funny. Who
1: cares if he's named (laughs) the same name as your kid? How is that going to become a real problem? Why is that a problem? It's funny. It's just the wrong thing to do. It's not funny. He's not funny for doing it. He's a dick, yeah. but it becomes funny. He didn't even understand what it would become. It's funny now.
0: The only way it becomes funny is if sh- they come up with a name, the new name, if they find another name they love as much, if not more. And so they mo- can move on from it entirely. Well, that's
1: a great, that's a happy ending. Yes. I agree.
0: But uh, although reason why I'm reacting so strong, and then I swear I want to move on. We've spent way too long on this. So H has been a shandy since day one. I relate to H. H speaks me. I speak her. And I know, like I thought about baby names for as long as I can remember. I still don't know what if we had a baby what i would name our baby and so i know how difficult it would be for me to make that decision mm. that choice it is like i feel the weight of it i know that if i did have a kid naming that baby would be agonizing and i see her in this email and how it's written and i know she that's why she listens to us and so i feel like it's so easy to be like, Oh yeah, it's just a name. It's like, but no, it's more than that. It's something that spoke to you. You had a reaction to it. It's not as simple as being like, Oh, I'll come up with another name. That's just how I feel.
1: And I don't understand it.
0: <laughs> and I don't understand it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess. Okay. What's our advice for H? I, My advice to to is end. this.
1: It's not really advice, but I, as if I was H, to be fair, I would expect my husband To tell his brother That he's a dick Yeah it's In a, no uncertain terms Not yeah. make it a big thing Like a sit down Family conversation yeah. This is no, It's It could over. even
0: be Passive this, aggressive
1: Absolutely He could be like He's like Nice going dude Yeah it was way really to, shitty. Like, Way to like Screw up my relationship yeah, yeah, By yeah. being a dick Yeah Like what was You words? couldn't
0: name your dog Something just even Slightly different Like change yeah. one letter Yeah
1: He's a, he's a dick The kid's are Instead
0: dick. of naming The dog Penny Name it like Benny or something <laughs>
1: Why would you have to name it a similar name?
0: <laughs> All I'm saying is that like for him to take that exact name, it's so well, that's, mean. That's the
1: point. He was trying to make a point. He's a dick. Yeah. And the husband should call him out on that, but it should be a simple thing. It shouldn't be a whole family destroying episode is what I'm saying. <laughs> the, okay. family okay. intact, yeah, the family should stay intact and the should dog stay should have the same name as the son <laughs> okay. that is not born yet. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Okay. I think part of this H comes down to you being upfront about how much it bothers you. Yeah, just to hold you a little responsible. I feel like you've been convinced that it's not that big a deal, and I think it's okay to admit to yourself that it does bother you as much as it does. I, I, you can tell this whole email is seething with anger, and she's yeah. like, "But I know it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of uh, things." You're allowed to be bothered. You yeah. are own I, it.
1: I I think she should be bothered, and she should tell her husband that, uh, you know, I'd like you to say something. Yeah, doesn't have to be a big. And thing. if you
0: don't, I will.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. That always works. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't tell you that. Does
0: it light the fire? <laughs>
1: yeah, it does. It makes me like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. You give the choice of two bad things. One's worse than the other mm-hmm. one. You take the less one, bad one. One you have one.
0: some control over. Yeah,
1: at least I know that. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I'm driving the car. Let him say something. Tell your husband to say something yeah. to that stupid brat. It
0: should just be met with not just smiles and ha ha ha's. That's yeah. all. Because I, I feel like right now that's all anyone's doing.
1: And I promise you if you let this cool and you let the the pie sit out and it's just eventually, you know, solidify. What does a pie do when it cools? It, it gets a little less moist, right?
0: Yeah. Or it, like when I make an eggplant parmesan, I have yeah. to let it sit, sit. for 10 minutes because you have to let it like set. Yeah. Otherwise, if you set. cut it, it's less like. Bleh.
1: Exactly. It needs to
0: congeal a bit.
1: Yeah. and uh, Exactly. There's too much liquid. Yeah. It needs. Yeah. So let this set. And I promise you, there will be many, many good and funny stories to be told about this. But for now, don't let it destroy your family. Don't let it bother no, it's, you anybody. I, just no not saying let it's it.
0: destroying the family. It's just about speaking up for yourself when, you, like, you, when you, someone you, does something that bothers you. These
1: are it. the things that start world wars.
0: <laughs> okay, let's move on. I think on we've I'm going to unbuckle
1: th- myself. Right? Oh, that was great.
0: <laughs> Wait, what was that? No, I was unbuckling. You know when you come... <laughs> Like, getting off the ride. Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: boom. They always come to like a, a yeah, hard Yeah, it's stop always a little and rougher and than and you the think. belt goes yeah, in. You're and like, and gets, it just <laughs> like, oh, that was great. Wow, that's great. I want to do that again. That's a ride you do again. <laughs> okay.
0: Andy, getting off the ride. All right, H, good luck. I feel you. Andy might be downplaying this. <laughs> you're telling me through his roller coaster ride. <laughs> he's telling me, bitch, get
1: over it. Am I back on the ride? Oh, my God.
0: That reminds me of Key Peel, And I said
1: bitch but you said you said bitch (laughs) you actually said that right
0: okay h seriously though you're allowed to be upset about this please like i wow i feel rage just reading that (laughs) okay moving on okay
1: i'm so glad that's not us i'd be so annoyed about how annoyed you were
0: (laughs) i you know what i am curious how the shandies feel our predominantly female audience, I'm very curious, who I think are like-minded with me. <laughs> and maybe you in some ways. I'm just curious to know if I and H are we both overreacting?
1: I want to say something here, which is gonna get me a lot of flack. But I think that 70% of the time in in the female male disagreements, yeah, the woman's right. I'm gonna say that.
0: Okay. But in I, straight relationships. In straight relationships. <laughs> you got to yes. always add that, in.
1: Heterosexual <laughs> relationships, the woman is right 70% of the time. Okay. On average. Okay. But I will say this. This is an example where I know I'm right. And I know that they're all going to disagree with me, but I'm telling you, Shandies, that you're sometimes wrong. <laughs> 30% of the time you're wrong. And this is one of those times you're wrong.
0: It's just right, and to me, this is a matter of right and wrong. Is it
1: stupid? You, is you're it you're basically saying
0: it's wrong to be upset about someone who
1: wrongs you. No, it's wrong to harbor the upsetment. It's it's. Upsetment. I'm not saying that the guy's not anno- not annoying yeah. and a dick. Yeah, and this is a, a no
0: uh, look. Uh, it, do I, here's the thing. Do I wish I could rise above it? that's just as I think H probably wishes she could rise above it. Sure, but. It doesn't feel like that's fair. There's like an unfairness to it all.
1: I listen He I,
0: got the name from them. He stole the name. I
1: agree with you. <laughs> to I'm name a saying... dog.
0: And I look, I love dogs, but it's not like he was naming his baby that name.
1: I agree. This is why <laughs> I'm explaining this. Okay. Okay. Is yes, you're right about the feelings. Yes. But you're wrong about the reaction.
0: Okay. All right, well. We can agree to disagree on this one. I do think we will be agreeing on the next one, by the way. Yes. So this next question is from G, as in the letter. Wait, so let's think about that. We had A. H. H, M, and G.
1: A, H, M, and G. Does it spell anything? Hamg. A,
0: H, <laughs> M, and G. Gam.
1: Yeah, that's the closest thing.
0: <laughs> Gam. Gam. Gam.
1: <laughs> or math Mag.
0: it would really help if that m was an n yeah
1: It would be better.
0: (laughs) All right. Dear Shandy, I started listening to your podcast about a month ago and I haven't stopped. I've even gone back and binged old episodes. Thank you, G. I've been a fan of Charlene since her time on Juan Pablo's season and I am now an Andy fan as well. I often listen to your podcast while holding my baby to sleep and have to hold in my laughter so I don't wake him. Oh, that's cute. That is cute. Thank you, G. I am a 32-year-old woman with a marriage quandary regardless Regarding my 39-year-old husband. We've been together for seven years and married for four. Sometimes my husband will speak with vocal fry, and it drives me up the wall. My body tenses up and I often clear my throat in hopes that it will encourage him to do the same. I want to bring it up, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. I find that I can be critical of him about other things and I don't want to add to the pile and make him feel bad, especially because it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. I also just don't want to be a dick. He is so nice to me and would never say anything to criticize me, especially for something that might not be changeable. Do you think it's worth bringing up, or is it something that I need to just accept and tolerate? Thank you, G. I know we're going to agree on this one, but you know, so vocal fry is a very polarizing topic.
1: I'm not a big fan. Well, or should I say, I'm not a big fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, one time ever, I think we made fun of someone on a Bachelor season or whatever for using vocal fry, and then. Some people were offended, like thinking that we were coming after women, but I actually, for me, it's, it Everybody. is gender neutral, my irritation with vocal fry, but I can't tell if this is me being an opera singer or not. Cause when I hear it, I'm like, you just need more, you need no, no, more no, no. support. It's, like it, it should sound like this. You. That's what your, that's what your true voice is meant to sound like.
1: Sounds unpleasant. I don't like listening to it. I, don't, I would imagine most people don't like, would prefer to hear a non-vocal fry voice rather than vocal fry.
0: Well, because then you hear the person's voice. It's, when you think about how, okay, this is my perspective on things. When you think about what we have in this world to identify you, you know, you can dress a certain way. You can. Some people choose to get tattoos and piercings or, you know, some people choose to grow their hair long or whatever. Uh. One of the most identifying things, like one of the most unique things you can have like I can sing an aria, not to, not to turn this into singing, but like I can sing an aria and it'll sound totally different than another girl in my voice type singing that same aria. It's such a unique thing that we have. And I just find it frustrating when I hear yeah, someone just taking go away like Yeah, your voice. Yeah.
1: Everyone's voice sounds the same with vocal fry. It's lazy. It sounds <laughs> lazy. Just put in the effort. Get through the sentence. (laughs)
0: Okay. So we've made our thoughts known on vocal fry. Do we think G should actually say anything? I agree.
1: This can be solved with a much softer approach than other similar situations. Mm. Because what you can say is you have such a beautiful voice. Mm. (laughs) Like, why do you trail off? Why, why do you, what, your voice kind of like trails off, like keep your voice strong through, through your sentences.
0: Okay. Well, let me ask you this because G says that she does tend to criticize him on things. And so she doesn't want to pile it on. She doesn't want to hurt his uh, feelings. Yeah, yeah. So I'm asking you this as the husband in the room, because I feel like out of, in our relationship, I'm the one who's more likely to be like, you're doing this thing. Like you should fix this. You should change yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm more likely to do that than you are with me.
1: Does it bother you? I, I mean, it, it, it bothers me in the sense that I'm bothered by the thing that bothers you, and it shines a light on it for me, and I'm annoyed about it, so my annoyance may seem like it's at you, but it's really at me.
0: Okay, but it, overall, are you glad I said it?
1: Yes, and it costs you to say it a little bit, because I do express a little annoyance sometimes, mm-hmm. but I want you to know that that annoyance is with myself, And I'm annoyed that you have to tell me that I have this thing. And by default, I'm kind of a little annoyed at you for being there (laughs) to tell me that. (laughs) Makes sense?
0: Uh, Yeah, I actually stayed with you for all that.
1: (laughs) Okay, good. So I think that she owes it to him and herself was I will tell you right now that a lifetime of vocal fry, uh, there's going to be a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) No question.
0: Okay, we feel very strongly about vocal fry. I feel like that's even evidenced by our podcast. I think you could also, because it is usually like a low talking thing. It's like you're not, there's not enough air. You could be like, oh, could you speak up? I can't hear you as well. And then if you do that enough times, maybe he'll like kind of get the hint that he is too low a talker.
1: One of my, I often give an alternate solution, which is pretty weird. Okay. I think they could start watching any season of The Bachelor. Any season. And she could be like, God, how annoying is this person's voice? Mm. Do, do you, what do you think? How, and do you hear that? Oh, it's so annoying. And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying. That's the alternative method. But I think that it should be the frontal approach and it should be laced with kindness yeah. and, and appreciation for his beautiful melodic voice. Oh. And she wants more of it. She wants the whole sentence, that beautiful voice.
0: I just want to make sure, G, that you aren't annoyed by like everything. Like when she says she is critical of things. I just want to make sure that this isn't one of like 20 things he does that annoys you. Because then there will come a point where I think some of it is on you. Like maybe you're just the type of person to let yourself get annoyed by things. But in this particular case, I agree with you. This is something that would annoy me. And mainly because it is it does come from a loving place. Like yeah. I like that you have a very present voice. Like I like your voice really like cuts through the air like butter. Like it's so crystal clear and it really represents you. I feel your voice, your speaking voice, represents you. It sounds New uh, York. It has this edge to it. It's kind of like it has a quality to it that I really like. And it would bother me if you let that go to waste because I mean, you're just, I don't know, watching you. the Kardashians too much. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Good example. And you see, this is exactly what works. Like now I'm suddenly like, wow, I'm into my voice. Like I never (laughs) think about my voice that much. I'm always like, my voice is fine. It's whatever. It's not something I'm really proud of. But now I'm thinking my voice, I have a great voice. This makes me feel good. I I didn't know I had a great voice. And if you finish that sentence, like, oh, but I would like you to do this. I'd be like, yeah, I got you.
0: (laughs) Okay, so did I just demonstrate what G should do? That's how it's done. Yeah.
1: Make him feel great about his voice and then fix it. Forever.
0: <laughs> By the way, one of the reasons I feel entitled to have such a strong opinion about vocal fry is because people are not afraid to tell us when we smack too much or when they can hear the saliva in our mouths too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Or People are not afraid to point out annoying vocal isms that we sure. do. And so I feel therefore entitled to pay it forward. I have endured what I'm dishing is what I'm saying. I,
1: look, I agree. Yeah. I'll take it. Whenever I hear any criticism about our sound situation... Um, I take it well. I'm like, oh, that, I'll fix well, that. Well, yeah,
0: because this is a it, podcast. But though. you can
1: fix it. If someone says, I don't like your face, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you're a standstill there.
0: Okay. Did we answer this one more or less?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we did. Okay. All right, G. All uh, right. Okay. thank you for your question yeah good luck
0: with that it's really good i question. think you'll be okay it's gonna be fine yeah i think your husband's gonna take this really well uh,
1: uh, uh, uh. eventually <laughs> vocal fry just becomes like one click it's just like that's the ultimate vocal fry it's like you're just getting the actual like click click
0: <laughs> eventually you become a bass.
1: you know where vocal fry is good britney spears y- that's Yeah, that's where i want to hear vocal fry yeah hit me baby one more wait uh, wait oh, oh oh baby baby yeah how was i was supposed <laughs> to no. no
0: i can't go that low
1: that's good vocal prime that's the only it's, place for it
0: well because it's an affect it's used as a tool
1: a tool like you don't want to hear that. It's tension. It's te- you're like you want it to get to the place where it's not vocal. Oh my fry. god!
0: It's like straight tone that resolves with vibrato, or like or a chord that is
1: cr- dissonant. Yeah, dis- a dis- dissonant chord that resolves. Yes,
0: major. yes. Yeah, you never get that resolution that is so satisfying. Yeah,
1: I want it to go from oh baby, baby to hit me, baby, <laughs> one more time. All right,
0: G. Good luck. I feel you on this one. I'm really feeling our shanties on their questions yeah. this time around. I
1: want to help so bad. I really want to help. None of this is self-indulgent. Well, I mean, it might it be a little self-indulgent
0: self- when they feel so the same about something as we do. That's true. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I also feel that way about vocal fry. Like, yes, I also feel that I mean, way about a baby name.
1: I mean, they really, the vocal fry, that's really getting oh, yeah. close to I knew hearts.
0: we would reconnect after the baby name fiasco on the vocal fry.
1: Th- that was the meal after the ride you took. <laughs> Talking about the ride.
0: All right. This next question is from Scared of Falling. Mm. Dear Charlene and Andy, just kidding. Dear Shandy. Ah,
1: You got us.
0: (laughs) I, 28 female, have been seeing someone 33 male for about a month. Everything is going well. He's smart, curious, funny, and compassionate. He makes his interest in me clear, and the physical chemistry is great. Except, dot, 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 he refuses to put down the toilet seat. He leaves it up even at my apartment, and mentioned in passing that I shouldn't expect him to put it down. I don't know him very well yet, but that struck me as out of character. An important detail, on our last date, we discussed our past relationships and he told me about an ex-girlfriend who would constantly test his limits. For example, asking him to get off the couch to get her a glass of water as a form of control. My read on the situation is that he is trying to protect himself from another woman taking advantage of him and in his attempts to set a boundary is overcorrecting by being deliberately inconsiderate. So, Andy... How annoying is it really to put this toilet seat down? Should I just let this one go? Or if you think I'm right, how do you suggest bringing it up? Thank you so much. Sincerely, Scared of Falling.
1: So I have a quick question about this question. Yeah. Is Scared of Falling falling into the toilet? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I actually felt the same way. I was like scared of falling. That's one. Of, this is one of those times where the name doesn't really match. Yeah. Although maybe she's scared of falling in love with a guy in who love. is so compromise averse that he can't even put down the toilet seat.
1: I think it could be either it's one both. of those. Occam's razor suggests, as I brought up before, yeah. I like Occam's razor. My favorite razor. Of all the razors, <laughs> the best razor. Yeah. Um. She's, she's afraid of falling into the toilet because okay. I, at night... When it's dark, yeah, you go into the bathroom, yeah. you sit down, boom, there is nothing, nothing more upsetting.
0: Oh, it's so true. And I've done it.
1: Everyone's done it. Yeah. Of sitting into a toilet with the seat Not up.
0: Not only do you f- kind of fall in and then it's really it's awful. Wet. It's wet, but also it's cold.
1: And what if the person didn't flush before?
0: Oh, uh, so there's a lot to unpack here. I meant for this to be a light closing question, but I actually think there's more to unpack here than meets the eye. Yeah. I find it off-putting that he almost preemptively, it doesn't even, I can't tell whether or not she even said, so you're going to leave that toilet seat up? I don't even know if she said anything. And he almost preemptively is like, if you expect me to put down the toilet seat, I'm not going to.
1: (laughs) Orange flag. This is an orange flag situation.
0: Okay, maybe we are maligning him unfairly because she took his story about the ex wanting him to get him a glass of water when Wanting to get her a glass of water while she's sitting on the couch to maybe represent him having this aversion to being controlled. So maybe that's maybe they have nothing to do with each other, those two examples. But I don't see an ex-girlfriend asking him to get her a glass of water while she's sitting on the couch as some manipulation or form of control or anything. You
1: can ask me to get you as many glasses of water as you want on the couch. I'm never going to see it as like some kind of grand scheme of yours. Well, yeah, this is kind
0: of part of being in a relationship is doing these little loving gestures for each other all the time. Like I often, when I'm up, I'm like, Oh, do you want a tea? Do you want this? And if you're up, you're like, can I get you anything? It's just about, you know, I'm up. What can I do for you? It's the, not like, oh, I'm keeping track. Oh, you're sitting on the couch too much. He, you're trying to
1: control me. He's not a team player. It doesn't this feel like This is going to be a problem later in life. This is this sounds funny, and it is kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, but it's going to be a problem. Why is he picking this hill to die on? <laughs> the toilet seat? you know. Uh, you asked me, how easy is it to put down the toilet seat? How easy is it to turn off the television when you're done watching? Imagine your boyfriend was like, uh, I don't turn off TVs. I just want you to know, my last girlfriend, she's like always makes me turn off the TV. I don't do it. It just stays on all night.
0: That's a really good example, actually. It's a similar level of effort. It's like you have to reach for whatever flicker or whatever and press a button. You're standing right there. I got to be
1: honest with you, with today's remote control situation, it might be easier to put the toilet seat down <laughs> and turn off the TV. I'm in someone's house. You ever go to someone's house, you want to watch TV? They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you can stay in my house for the weekend. Yeah, you stay yeah. there and you're like, you got eight remote controls. <laughs> There's like 17 or, different appliances. Or one
0: universal remote, which is just oh, as complicated. Oh, forget it. A universal yeah. remote. Is, it's
1: the opposite of the, what the universal should mean. Yeah. It's the universe no, of and, a remote. And
0: we have that too. When we want to watch something, we have three controllers to turn on. I agree. I think it's more work to do that than it is to put down the toilet seat.
1: I think there should be a game show where a stranger goes into someone's house and it's like a clock starts and they're like, get to CNN. <laughs> The TV's off, everything. The receiver's off, 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And you're panicking. Like, oh, the receiver's on, the TV's on. TV's on, but I'm not getting sound. That's
0: true. Even in a hotel, sometimes it's hard.
1: It's always hard.
0: Okay, so our point being... We think it's an orange flag. I agree with you. I think it's an orange flag. I find it weird that preemptively he's like, if you want me to do that, I'm not going to. It's like he's setting down such a weird law. He's a so two-year-old. early in the relationship. Why, Like you said, why is that the hill he wants to die yeah, on? the
1: toilet seat? What does and that why lo- wouldn't he do that for her? It's well, not nice to not do that.
0: It's unclear whether or not she's even made it known that it bothers her, though. He leaves it up even at my apartment and mentioned in passing that I shouldn't expect him to put it down. So it's unclear whether or not she brought it up. I don't think she did.
1: Okay, well, then then he's just weird. That's weird. If he thinks that's funny, if maybe he was trying to make a joke, it's Mm. not funny.
0: I think she's giving him almost too much credit. My read on the situation, again, with the ex and the glass of water is him trying to protect himself from another woman taking advantage of him and attempting to set a boundary. Uh, I, from-
1: <laughs> I think this is what I think, and I wanna I wanna close this because this is this is black and white. Yeah. I think that she should put him on on watch. Watch. Yeah. It's like a storm warning. Mm. There may be there may be a, a tropical system coming through. And she needs to be very careful. Watch everything he does in this general sphere of stuff.
0: I think you worded it perfectly with he's not a team player. It feels like it's him against her, him against his ex, him against scared of falling, it feels like he's been more wronged than this example of the glass of water demonstrates. So I would be curious if maybe there are examples of him being controlled in other relationships, but to me, the glass of water is not a good example. No,
1: it's not. This whole thing suggests there's been damage in his life. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes damage manifests itself in ways that are good. You know, you become a great artist or Mm -hmm. you're really creative. Apparently his damage manifested itself in the fact that he refuses to put the toilet seat down. This <laughs> is not we'll, a good damage. We'll,
0: and will also refuse to get her a glass of water yeah, when they're both on the sofa.
1: D- I'm telling you there's more here. Yeah. There's, this is the tip of the iceberg. Watch out. Be careful. I'm not saying this guy is the worst guy in the world. I'm saying that there might be a body of an iceberg here. Mm-hmm. Just be careful. Look out for other things that fit into this category.
0: I agree. And also scared of falling. I don't think you should be afraid to bring up, if it does bother you, Like, I can't tell from her email whether or not it actually bothers her or if she's like, wait, should I be concerned about this? But if something does bother you, please mention it sooner than later, because I think you'll get a lot of information about whether or not this guy's worth falling for based on how he reacts
1: to that. Or if he's worth falling in the toilet for. (laughs)
0: Like, if she says... You know, I wouldn't mind if you put down the toilet seat and he's like, I told you not to ask that of me. Like, blah, blah, blah. To me, I'm sorry. It's so early in the relationship. This is the honeymoon phase. You're still trying (laughs) to impress each other. This is really concerning. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I would. This is an easy one. You're right. You confront him about the toilet seat thing and see how he reacts. And that relation might be over within five minutes. Mm. And that might be a good thing.
0: Well, that's the thing. Ultimately, it's about predicting what could happen long-term. And generally, I believe that these early stage things that kind of annoy you, they're often warning signs of like bigger examples of that same behavior down the road.
1: I think this is a perfect example. As, As much as it's humorous, it may not become humorous down the road when the toilet seat, it was just a symptom of a bigger problem that manifests itself in many toilet seats.
0: <laughs> yeah. Think about how many times like, I'm like, oh, could you get some bananas around the corner? Could you get like tomato paste around the corner? It's like, this is just something you do for each other. We, we do these little things yes. for each other all the time. It's, it's what being in a relationship is.
1: And we're, we're avoiding the obvious issue here, which is that putting the toilet seat down directly impacts her happiness. <laughs> like if you said to me, I don't like the way you wear your hair. my boyfriend, my boyfriend is hair. he wears his hair. I don't like yeah, it. wish yeah. I tell him. you could tell him if you want that's different, but that's not though. his problem. yeah, and he's he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to change it. and if it is upsetting you, it you may have to get over that. yeah, but the toilet seat being up, is directly impacting the quality of your life. (laughs) And even though it's one of the easiest things in the world to do, yes, it's very easy to put down the toilet Mm -hmm. seat. I assume that was a rhetorical question. (laughs) He's choosing to make her life slightly worse because of some past relationship where he was being controlled. Yeah. Orange flag. It feels like an act
0: of defiance. It does. So early on.
1: I think that there should be a song about falling in the toilet.
0: (laughs) You want to compose one right now?
1: Yeah, because it's it's all these songs about falling in love. Yeah. There should be a song about falling in the toilet that's about a guy who refuses to put the toilet seat down, which is a reflection of a bigger, a wider problem in the relationship. Oh, wow. And I think oh. it could be a serious song that has oh my God, the you funny know, lyrics. That's
0: the kind of song that Lily Allen would write.
1: Totally.
0: That is such a Lily Allen song.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I guess you want me to sing the song. I woke up. <clears throat> <clears throat> I woke up last night in the middle of the night, I walked to the bathroom, I didn't turn on the light cause I didn't want to interrupt the sleep of my boyfriend in the bed next to me, and I went in the bathroom. And I went to sit on the toilet seat, and I'm falling, 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 <laughs> falling, 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 falling in the toilet seat. I'm falling in the toilet seat. I'm falling. I'm falling. I've, I've fall. I've I've fallen in the toilet. I've fallen in the toilet. I've fallen in the toilet again because my boyfriend refuses to put the toilet seat down. Okay, this song sucks.
0: You had me at fallen, fallen, fall and fall and fall, and fall. I know, it
1: fell apart. Yeah, there. yeah, no, but no that mind.
0: was well put, especially since the reason she didn't turn on the light was to not disrupt his sleep. How considerate. That's.
1: I, that was part of the, I mean, thank you for appreciating my lyrics.
0: Okay, well, I think we've made our thoughts known on this one. Yeah. Orange flag.
1: Definitely. And I don't say that lightly.
0: Yeah, same, because she seems really excited about him, but I do want to wrap. I just have to say that a lot of being in a relationship is just doing kind small gestures for each other
1: most of being in a relationship (laughs) is about putting the toilet seat down that's like it's variations yeah variations on a theme
0: like how many times have you clean cleaned an area that i missed and like i washed your underwear and you got me a tea and i made you lunch like you're just constantly doing little nice things to make each other's lives easier
1: you know when i love you most is when I come into the bathroom and I see that there's a fresh roll of toilet paper on the toilet paper Aww. roll. And you know when I love you least?
0: Is when it's empty? Yes. <laughs> All right, Andy, I think that's a wrap then for this Q&A sesh. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Fun variety.
1: Yeah, yeah, I liked it.
0: If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and
1: Why do I always get TikTok? Why can't I get Instagram?
0: (laughs) Okay, follow us on... Instagram. And TikTok, leave us Apple and...
1: Why do I get Spotify? Okay,
0: leave us... Apple. And Spotify podcast ratings and reviews and generally do all of the things that you would do to support a podcast you enjoy and that takes the time to answer your burning relationship questions. Yeah. And gets very passionate about some of it. A lot of passion. Yeah. Today there's a lot of passion. We haven't disagreed in a while. No. But I, I like still feel very strong. <laughs> it seems the Shandys do. They like it when we disagree. Yeah. Okay. Second. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.